As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Being a dad, being a dad means barbecuing and embarrassing your kids. Being a dad, being a dad means you get to go bald. Being a dad means getting to say, I fuck your mom. Hey guys, it's Sandy, and this is MFers. Uh, parenting podcast. Okay. So I know I've been saying for a while that I have a big announcement, and that is that I'm going to be transitioning the podcast to a more broad platform. What does that mean? It's going to rebrand and be more of a comedy podcast with comedy bits and different segments. But I am going to hold true to the MFers origin because I'm not not going to be a parent anymore. I am going to continue to have MFers segments and interviews with parents, maybe in shorter form, along with just more comedy. I haven't come up with a new name if there's going to be a new name yet, but it's just going to be a more comedy-based show as opposed to this, which has been like... For me, a journey of trying to find comfort and information in parenting and share that and create a community of uh, support for people wanting to maintain their identities and their life as individuals while also being a good parent. So I'm going to try to combine both worlds. I think it's going to be great. I've got a friend who's going to be jumping on board with me. Who's super funny and creative. He's a brilliant musician and a funny guy and it's going to be really cool. So I've got a few other quick announcements before we get to the interview. My daughter just walked into the room and today we're in the car. And sometimes if we sing along to her song, she gets mad, but I was just lip syncing along to, Mulan, what a reflections from the Mulan soundtrack. And she was laughing at me. And then when it was over, I was like, you know, over gesturing and really just going for it. Then after she goes, so funny, daddy. And it was the best moment of my entire life. No exaggeration. Better than when she was born. It was the most gratifying, validating, 
loving, affectionate moment I've ever experienced. And I just had to say it as I watch her struggle to get out of this garage right now. Do you want to get out or do you want to come here? You want to get out? It's hot in here, huh? Here you go. So anyway, big announcement, positive announcement with the changing. And by the way, I'm not going to do it until after I go through a bit of the journey of having a second child, which is going to happen any day now. And I'm going to start ramping back up and putting out more frequent episodes. It has gone down to one every other week, and that is going to change. Got to get back into the flow. The pandemic sort of taken me out of my work ethic and my discipline and just the doldrums of everything. It's hard to keep up, but it's time to get back in the game. I'm vaccinated. I suggest everybody do the same, if not for yourself, for other people. I'm hoping the conspiracy theorists are right about one thing, that it makes you sterile because then I won't have to get a vasectomy. We are definitely done after having this second daughter. No boys. I don't make boys. And I'm cool with that. This is a girl factory. Um, on a sadder note, I have an announcement. So if you've been listening for a long time, you know that the podcast is sponsored by Koi CBD. Go to KoiCBD.com and use my promo code MFers for f- MFers 15. M-F-E-R-S 15 for 15% off your first purchase. Even if it's your second, third, whatever purchase, put the promo code in. Let them know I sent you. Um, They have a sale right now going on that starts April 7th um, for all vape products that they have. And their vape juice, very tasty. I've tried it. I'm not a regular vapor, uh, but I've tried it. It tastes really good and it chills you out without getting you high so you could still you know function drive you know whatever your threshold is but it's just very chill it's very nice mellowing pain relieving anxiety relieving etc um try the cbd vape juices the cbd disposable vape bars the delta 8 vape cartridges delta 8 disposable vape bars vape devices batteries and pods all on sale right now at KoiCBD.com. Plus, it's an even bigger discount if you use my promo code MFers15. Plus, it's a 30% off vape discount. KoiCBD.com for all your vaping needs and all your CBD needs. Honestly, I cannot speak highly enough about the wellness shots with melatonin, best sleep aid on the market. The sad part that I was alluding to is my friend, my, he, he's become a good friend and it's sad for me to share this news with you, but my friend, Jonathan Wark, who is my, my sales rep at Koi, I met him, we hit it off, we became friends and he's sponsored this podcast, he's sponsored my show my monthly show at the improv watch me chill with koi cbd products that's how i've gotten so well acquainted with them and i wouldn't feel good about advertising a product i don't like myself on my show i mean i would do it but you wouldn't hear me talk about it so sincerely but jonathan suffered um a massive stroke and he he's like close to my age and 
not that that makes it any worse, but it makes certainly makes it hit closer to home. You know, somebody in their thirties having a massive stroke and, um, you know, he's, he's okay, but he's going to have a long road to recovery. He's got to go fund me. So if you have a, a spare couple of bucks, go to just Google Jonathan Wark, W A R K road to recovery and it'll come up and, um, you know, I feel compelled to, to spread the word. I donated as much as I can on my measly unemployment and podcast sponsorship money, which you could help increase by going to KoiCBD.com. This is a long impassioned infomercial for KoiCBD, but man, my heart goes out to him and his mom. I've been texting with his mom and it's really sad. And, um, you know, he'll be fine. He, he's going to have to rehab and, and it's, it's going to be tough, but he'll be okay. But you know, whatever you can do to support, even if it's just in spirit, in your thoughts, if you believe in anything, your prayers, whatever, whatever you can do. And uh, with that, I've got a unique episode for you guys today, a unique interview. I have a friend who is a, nursery school teacher and she is an expert in all things toddlers and I have a toddler and I've got a newborn on the way and I should have had this conversation with her a long time ago because it's been a long pandemic that I've fallen into some bad habits with letting my daughter do some things that probably not the best for her and look we all have that's how we justify to ourselves but today she she gives me some really solid guidance on constructive educational activities to do with your kids so without further ado please enjoy my conversation with lauren jane lev Pretty good it's good to see you oh it's good to be seen thank you how's how's your pandemic going well, I've been working in person since August. Wow, that's a long time. It's what, April now? Yeah. You've been doing it for a while. That's that's great. I guess my daughter has been back in daycare for probably that long. Yeah. Is she wearing um, a mask? No. She doesn't wear a mask. Mm-mm. How old is she? She's two going on three pretty soon. Hmm. They don't make them wear masks. Like, is it, how many kids are there? Like four or five. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have. It started out. It was three. Then now I think it's up to five. Yeah, I have um, twelve kids in my class now. And how old are they? Uh, they are two. I have two that are eighteen months. The ones who are under two don't have to wear a mask, but everyone else wears a mask. Maybe she got grandfathered in with the not having to wear a mask since she went back at being two. I think it was the three-year-old cutoff or something. I don't know. No, no. You know, you, you, you asked me. It, I'm sorry, what? You guys haven't gotten it, so. No, we haven't gotten it. We're vaccinated now. Not that that makes it, not that that's like fail safe, but, so you know, sure. definitely less to worry about. Yeah. Can go, can go back to licking sidewalks like we used oh to. Oh, my God. That is what one of my friends, like, I just want to lick strangers again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, I think we're on the other side where 
I would watch things on television because what else is there to do? And you'd see people huddled together or like strangers kissing in whether it's reality TV or some sort of scripted show that takes place in reality. And you're just like, oh, how? wait, you guys didn't get tested first before you did that? Yeah. Yes. Um, Sorry, go ahead. It's like a different type of anxiety watching like other people experience things that we're not allowed to. You're like... What are you doing? <laughs> Too close. Yeah. It, I mean, it literally is. Yeah, it's wild. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be a, an onslaught of things that take place during this time that is going to be, you know, just unique to this time that we're going to be like, why do we make so much stuff about this? It sure. doesn't apply to anything else. Like the toilet paper? Like, are we going to look back and be like, what the F was the toilet paper about? probably yeah. like it had nothing probably. it had nothing to do with it like the things that like you buy in an emergency are usually like milk eggs bread right but everyone went toilet paper not toilet paper which in a pinch you're just stuck at home anyway you could just hop in the shower sure, or sure. or go to the go to get the hose yeah exactly <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rub your butt or as or as we call it in my house the white trash bidet So you had asked me before we started recording if there's anything you should prepare. And I said, no, but I really want to ask you about some things because going through the pandemic, it has made me realize how glaring it is that I am not an expert in early childhood development. And I believe that you are. I I strive to be like this is this next year will be my 15th year mm-hmm. one five um, and tell everybody what you do I teach two-year-olds um, or we just in the last three years allowed 18 month olds so I also have some like really itty buddies but my like expertise is two-year-olds I would say and I teach in a Jewish preschool um in the palisades and i also you teach to fancy rich kids (laughs) yes i do i teach to fancy rich kids Um, which means you know your expertise is that much more important uh yeah oh no you have just because uh, just because like they're not gonna be paying that money for no they want someone without the credentials yeah no they want you to they want you to know what you're doing. And also we do continuing education stuff. So I, um, yeah, I mean, like I'm up to date with things, I guess. And then I had to, you know, refigure things out this year, mm-hmm. I guess, because um, my style of teaching is to like set something up, like set up like a, they call it a provocation, like something to provoke you learning. Like, for example, like, on a table, you could put some like logs and little animals, some fake grass, and that's a provocation, right? You want them to come and play with the animals. But the way the toys have to be set up this year is in a plastic bin, and each kid can only play with one set of toys at a time. Yes. So it's, it's like completely different than usual because of germs, and we have to clean things more, etc. Uh-huh. But yeah, so... Yes, I'm. A, I think I. I don't know about expert, but I'm knowledgeable. Well, 
I've been wanting to speak to you for a long time because we'll also get to your overheard at nursery school <laughs> yeah. Instagram account. But um, you haven't been as funny this year. I'm at, not as funny or every bit. No, not as funny. I mean, I guess. I don't know. The, a kid told me the other day at lunch that she had been tired since the tub. And I was like, well, when did you take when did you take a bath? She was like, yes, night. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she's like tired since the tub. Like that's just a I don't know, it's a really funny statement. Tired since the tub is a good way to qualify it. I right? Like, like I'm t- whew, tired since the tub. Um well, we'll talk about we'll we'll try to get you to in in the meantime of talking about the other stuff. Okay. We'll we'll maybe you can like find some of the some of the greatest hits on your phone for later. Oh. But yeah. um, like I was saying, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while on here, but the impetus was like, fuck, I've just pretty much descended into letting my daughter watch as much TV as she could possibly handle because no matter how much I try to just like have free play with her, just playing with her toys or like rolling around on the ground, pretending to be a horsey, letting her ride me, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) It can only last for her attention and my physical abilities for so long before I break or I need to do something else. Yeah. This is a different moment in time. Everyone watched more TV than they ever have. All kids had, I mean, school was on a screen. So screens kind of became the thing. And I feel like they're not as stigmatized right now. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I keep saying to my wife that, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Because we have another baby coming any day now. Yes. And I keep saying to my wife that if our older daughter is living with us in 30 years Uh and the younger one is flourishing, we can always blame the pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. But like they think about it like from uh, from college down, they're kind of like shifting things. Like there was no SAT requirement for college. I think standard standardized testings didn't happen this year. There's like certain things like that that like this year with more of the of the time than ever to prepare for them. Yeah, true. <laughs> I've been them- saying this whole past year, these have been the worst two school years ever for high school druggies. But oh, I yeah. guess not having to worry about standardized testing kind of balances it out. Like that's pretty rad. That's pretty yeah. rad. Those were stressful. I remember. 
Also terrible if you um, are a high school student planning to lose your virginity at prom. Yeah, now, there's no now problem. It's, now you're an incel loser. Yeah, Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to do it over the computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was probably already happening. Do they have like virtual prom? I don't know how that works. <laughs> God, prom wasn't even that great in the first place. To have to do it virtually would be a nightmare. Mm-mm. No, but it was like something that when it arrived, you were like, oh, I have to do this because people are going to talk about it forever. And they do. And it's such not the biggest part of high school, but it is something that people talk about forever. And I, it's so confusing. Like, I remember that they played um, Back That Ass Up more than once at the country. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, prom was such a blip and so insignificant in the scheme of things but all the high school tv shows and movies you see growing up make it such a big deal and then like so many stories of like this hollywood star was such a dork in high school they didn't even go to their prom prom, it's like yeah that's not that big of a deal it's not like it's totally understandable yeah and to wait for like i was also thinking about it like Waiting for a school-sanctioned activity to fuck is yeah. a real red flag. Real red flag. I, yeah. you, maybe you need to reassess some. Things. Yeah, do it. But then again, that. you're a teenager, so. Yeah, it's like the only time that like your curfew is extended, etc., or like you can stay in a hotel. We stayed in a hotel, but I went with my friend. So. Yeah. I went with my wife, oh. but we weren't married then, and we didn't oh, stay together since. Sure. Because we're not uber religious yeah (laughs) but um so tell me more it's funny you say about the provocation yeah because um that's still how i have to learn yeah (laughs) and and i'm in my 30s (laughs) but can you tell can you speak more to like other activities that i could be doing with my daughter other ways of teaching her things because i try to teach her things and i'm just like if I was almost three, I wouldn't have any interest in trying to learn how to do this either. Right. And I maybe give up too easily. So like, give me, I'm going to let you talk and just tell me some things. Yeah. So here's the thing is my preschool is play-based. So that means that I don't, particularly i don't have we don't have a theme it's not like this week is butterflies this week is this so it's not like i want them to come to a certain conclusion Mm -hmm. i just want them to play i want them to um like the entire point of preschool like this is like the tagline that we tell people is to learn how to enter play sustain play and exit play successfully so you want to be able to like come up to two or three other kids, enter their game, um, play the game, and leave the game without being scathed. Um, and that's, you know, the point of all of preschool. So like three years. You know what I mean? So like that's not the goal of my class. My class is um, two-year-olds are very egocentric. And for the last two years, they've had their parents like – you know, like they are the king of the castle. Like, uh-huh. especially if it's the, if they're the first one, you you literally spent the first two years like as the center of your family's universe, and then you go to school and are like, well, I don't know if I can curse. Like, oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah, I'm not on. Yeah, okay. like oh shit, there's 
there's other two-year-olds that get things and the teachers, they're not just for me, for them. And so, yes. Uh, so that's like, for me, the goal is for them to just know that there's other kids, that they're part of the community, that working together is fun, blah, blah, blah. Because there's a lot of like taking things from each other and hitting and pushing and whatever at the beginning of the school year. Although I um, really haven't had very much of that this year because like they can't play together (laughs) this year you know what I mean like they can't play with the same toys they each have they can play alongside each other but they each have to have their own set of toys so there's not and I don't say sharing because like Sandy you and I are not going to share a fucking pen we're going to take turns you're going to use it and then I'm going to use it so like we don't say like you have to share we say like give someone a turn it's funny um it's very on brand for snooty LA (laughs) <laughs> for 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 it to be like kids who think the universe revolves around them and hitting and taking things away from people yeah Uh-oh. and also my adult life as in as are many adult lives in la are also play-based yes <laughs> Yes, especially in the entertainment business. Yeah. Although, to be honest, like, I play all day, too, with the kids. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, like, okay, so, like, let's say I, uh, like, things that, like, are fun for them to know. Like, it's like, she doesn't need to learn how to spell her name right now. She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to write her name. She needs to recognize it by the time she goes to kindergarten. She does. Okay, great. She knows what, she, like, if she sees her name spelled, she knows that it's okay. her name. So that's great, but it's not necessary. It's not like mm-hmm. the most important thing. Okay. Does that make sense? Of um, course. Go on. Tell me so what like, is though. Things, things that are like fun that you could do, like good provocations are like, I don't know how, if you have like a backspace or anything, um, like putting paint, you want her to figure out that red and blue makes purple. Just put out red and blue. You know what I mean? Like, you, it, you know what I mean? Certain things like that, like color mixing is super fun. Or um, ah, I love fairy toys. I know that it's like super LA also. Um, but like they're like little itty bitty fairy toys and you can um, put out little tree stumps with them or you know what I mean? And like your goal, like the best play for a, a grown-up from a grown-up's point of view like there's no good you know or bad whatever is when the kid can play by themselves right like when she's with her toys and they're talking to each other and you could like walk away and she yeah. wouldn't notice that's what you want right love that yeah right yeah so like for that to exist you kind of um you need to like i guess like create a sense of wonder like picking flowers i don't know you can make like fairy soup that shit is super fun like you take how do you what are the ingredients in the Uh, recipe to make fairy soup oh fairy soup would be you just like get like a bowl of water and then like Mm. you guys take a walk and like grab some leaves i always say like find things that have fallen off of trees you don't want to like pick your yeah we've gotten yelled at on walks for for people's flowers don't pick people's flowers like things on the floor um or just like make sure like you're picking them when they don't see, um, (laughs) you know what I mean? And like, you just like have her like mix it together in a bowl when she gets home. Like the recipe is whatever she wants to put in it. Like how, like, I don't know if she's the type of kid that likes to get dirty, but, um, I call shaving cream, good, clean, fun because they make a mess, but it's clean. 
right. you know what I mean? It's like, it's soap. Um, sensory stuff is super important because it makes their brain smarter. Like it actually makes their brain smarter. Every- like what other kind of sensory stuff? Other oh than my gosh. Cream? I could name a million. Um, shaving cream. What else? Name like 500,000. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Cornstarch and water, you know, like black feels mm-hmm. really good. Um, you know, puffballs. You could get uh, like, you know what a puffball is? No, it's a. Uh... Hold please. It's like a, it's an art supply. And it's, hold on. I have to show you. I'm like. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know for certain. A puffball could be like seven different foods i'm thinking of sure but that's just where my mind goes the puffball oh yes like a little uh little fuzzy ball yes yes so if you get enough of those to fill up like a a giant sensory table Mm -hmm. or have you heard of like a water table of course we have a water table okay so you can fill that water table with beans i mean it's not the best like they say like at my preschool we don't play with food because it's like we're like rich people playing with food. It sucks. But also sometimes playing with food is fun, like yeah. counting and measuring. Okay. So you can get like sand. Sand is a sensory thing. Maybe there's something to playing with food because we're trying to get her to not be so picky with eating. Okay. So, that so maybe. Yeah, um, so maybe. Also, oh, I'm really good at getting kids to eat things. Just. Um, How? Not to not to shift the conversation totally in a different direction, but like this is a very important thing for my life personally, and hopefully for the listeners out there can pick up something. Well, there's a few things. I think I'm good at it because they're not my kids, and I don't have the same type of heartstrings. But also, um, I took a great um, professional development course on it, and there's this thing called the division of responsibility, and the responsibility. The division is you decide what she eats and she decide you decide what and when, and she decides how much so that she's listening to her body. And they say every time, okay, so let's say you give her like, you know, you're like dividing a plate that's divided. We feed them every day. Um, like I've seen kids in my class try lentil soup, which like, it's not kid friendly looking. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. look like, but what you do is if you have a plate divided by four, you always put something, you know, they like with something new. And then also don't give up, like keep putting that new thing. Like sometimes they need to be exposed to it up to like, I think it was like 30 times. And most people give up after like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Right. Also like um, people overfeed their kids. I don't give them huge portions, but give them a third of what you think. And then also, this is one thing that got to me because like, I would always be like, you can't have more fruit until you have this, like stop quantifying. If they want only fruit, they can have only fruit. It's their meal. Yeah. Imagine going into a restaurant and someone else is choosing for you. Like that's what it is for them. What? 80% of their life you choosing what food they have but also this is how i get kids to like it because i'm a preschool teacher and to them i'm like animated so i'll be like you don't have to try it but like do you want to lick it do you want to squeeze it that's also how a lot of comics have gotten me too (laughs) 
I was about to say, there's definitely a joke here. But like, seriously, do you want to squeeze it? Do you want to, um, like, uh, do you want to um, put it, put your finger in it and then lick your finger so you're just tasting it? Do you want to scoop it? Um, but yeah, the, the other thing with that sensory thing that I was saying before is you can add like little... I don't know. You know how like laundry has little plastic cups and mm. um, formula has little plastic cups in it. You can save those. And then they're scooping and measuring and like, they'll do that forever. Especially if you give them like a little pretend coffee cup, they'll like put it in there and pretend there's coffee. Like s- setting things up that are open-ended are the things that get them to play the longest. Ugh, I'm so dumb. I should have done this with you at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> It's almost over. I can pawn my daughter off on, on a preschool cool, yeah. she's going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some criteria parents should look for in preschool? Because we have been on wait lists for a couple okay. that we are still on now. It seems like maybe she'll get into these preschools when she's in her 20s. But <laughs> we settled cool. on a preschool that's in our neighborhood that we could walk to that seems great. That's awesome. You know, we like did the virtual tour and we've been talking to them and, and reading up on it, but it's like the same time. What do you look for? I don't know what yeah, to yeah. look for. So what I, cause I have interviewed other places. I've worked at my school 15 years mm-hmm. and I've interviewed other places twice. And these were the things I was looking for. So maybe this is the thing. Um, you want kit, you want teachers to be on the kids level as much as possible. You don't want to see, like, teachers just, like, standing above the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to see kneeling, sitting in chairs. Um, You want to see teachers playing with the kids. In terms of, for me, like, the art on the wall, you don't want it to all look the same. Like, you don't want every single kid to have, for example, like, the paper plate with two black um triangles for eyes and black triangles for teeth and it's colored orange and that's their jack-o'-lantern like you want to see every kid doing their own type of thing because you want every one of the kids art pieces to tell a story about what that kid is like (laughs) and maybe what goes on at their house if you're, for example, if you're in like the two-year-old class and every single fucking caterpillar looks like a caterpillar, that's weird. The teacher did it. Too. Yeah, teacher exactly. Did. Like, what did the kid do? Right. Um, so, like, that's important. Also, the way they talk to kids, um, the tone of voice. Um, you don't want lots of super bright primary colors, like those type of schools, because that's fine for daycare. Cause that's usually what daycares have just cause like, that's what they have access to usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what they make for kids. Unfortunately is like these like tables that are like trimmed in red and yellow and blue. And um, what, like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Lots of plastic toys, like wood toys are the best. They're like open ended. Why are wood toys the best? I've noticed at my friend's house, <laughs> who have kids that like really don't let them watch TV. They have all those, like what I would consider the boring, family. boring ass wood toys. And I'm yeah. like, 
Why is it because of like plastics harm can be harmful or like that's why? Part of it. That's part of it. And listen, I like like I'm not anti like magnetiles. You know what magnetiles are? Yeah, those are great. Those are cool. And those are plastic. I have those. I need to box. get I need to get some. Yeah, no, those are fabulous. Put those on like a Hanukkah list. They're expensive. Okay. Like have the in-laws yeah. buy that. I think that's why we haven't gotten them. Yeah, no, they're very they're pricey. Because every yeah. time I'm like, I'm going to get those. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. This, so, this is more than uh, I would spend on a toy that I want. Yeah, right. Of For course. me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I get it. I mean, I collect toys here, so I get it. Um, me too. I've got them up on the wall here. Yeah. I mean, me too. I have, I have all of my little people from. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 80s. And then I don't play with those at school, but I got different ones on eBay and I play with those with my kids at school. Actually, I just brought them down this week. So like certain plastic toys are fine, but like- I don't even remember what these things are called, but I got a bunch of these. Oh yeah. Weren't those chicken nuggets? Yeah. Yeah. These are chicken nuggets. (laughs) Weren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. It poses a lot of problems because my daughter wants to play with all my toys. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Plus. Oh, no, 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 don't. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it's a big mess. Um, yeah, you're like, but sorry, why are wood? Why is wood no, better? No, it's not all better, but the wood toys are, again, they're more open-ended. Like, I'm, I don't know if you've seen like the prim rainbow. That's like the huge rainbow with lots of, you know what I'm talking about? Like yes. the little pieces. With like, all you- the different colored pieces that are wood. Yes. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So like you can, you can move that a different, a thousand different ways. You can put your people on it and make them a boat. You can stack with it. I, th- I guess they're more versatile. Okay. Like, for example, like if you're going to buy her and like, this isn't bad. I grew up with this stuff too. But if you're going to buy her a Cinderella set, like that's Cinderella. It's always going to be Cinderella. As opposed to you buy her a doll that like one day can be Cinderella. One day can be a doctor. One day can be that. You know what I mean? Um. Like we used to have a fire truck. When I first started working at my school, there was a fire truck in the sandbox, like a giant fire truck that they could drive. 
I didn't move, obviously, and climb on, etc. But it was always a fire truck. No matter what, it was a fire truck because it was painted as a fire truck. And then we got a different structure in the sandbox. And now sometimes it's a, a boat. Sometimes it's an ice cream shop. You know what I mean? Like the more open-ended you can be with things, the more their imagination's going to take them. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's one of the reasons people love wood toys is because, I mean, like, obviously, like, if it's a wood car, it's always going to be a car. Um, But plus also, like, if kids are putting them in their mouth, there's just, like, it's just so much more natural <laughs> that, you know, because right. especially when kids are super young, like everything goes in their mouth, which right. by the way, never in all of my years of teaching have I wiped as few noses as this year because we're all wearing masks. I didn't right. even get a, I didn't even get a cold this year. Like that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. I've gotten, I, I'm prone to sinus infections. I've got significantly <laughs> less of them. Mm-hmm. Because she's bringing home less from preschool or right. daycare because daycare is disgusting. Like, not daycare, like anywhere. Yeah, you know no, I mean? I also, know. like, we clean my, I mean, I always cleaned my toys. We always had, you know, those mesh laundry baskets that, laundry bags that you put like yeah. panties mm-hmm. in. Yeah, uh, yeah. We like throw our Legos in there and put them in the dishwasher. So, like, we've always cleaned our toys at the end of the week, but we clean them after every kid uses them now. Do you think that the that these measures will persist, or in in, in some <laughs> regard? Because it's like, don't we all want to have less colds? I mean, so that's less flu. That's surely the question at hand now. Like, other my other co teachers and I were talking about that. Like this year, like we definitely. I mean, we have this machine called Force of Nature that we put this little, um, it's like vinegar into water and it ionizes and makes this all natural cleanser that we spray on our toys after each use. Um, and every single toy is in a plastic shoebox, and that shoebox is in cubbies so kids can pick out which toys they're using. Um, and we clean their table in between, you know what I mean? Like we wash our hands. Well, I mean, we always washed their hands when we came inside, but now it's like, we just washed everything more. And is that going to continue is a good question. And I was talking to my boss about that. And she said like, well, at the bare minimum, they should at least keep having their own art box. Like we used to just like have a set of crayons for the class that everyone would use. And now like they literally have their own box. They like just walk up and anytime they want to draw, they just grab their box and they have their own crayons, their own paint brushes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise in between painting, we would have to be wiping down. Yeah. I think there's gotta be some kind of a middle ground because you know, there's, it's a lot, it's a lot it's, more work. It's foolish, but this whole thing's become politicized and I've talked yeah. about it ad nauseum, but you know, there are people who are like, who cares if you get sick and blah, blah, blah. But listen, we don't have to like live in fear, but there's reasonable measures we can take to just prevent basic spreading of illnesses. Yes. Yeah. Like if now that we are used to it, it's not like a civil liberty is taken away from us by having to use hand sanitizer more and like, cover up our breathing and spitting holes when when we're sneezy and and phlegmy like right i was gonna say like it would would be nice to like sometimes have our masks off i mean um 
my co-teacher and I do like, you know, so much of learning how to emote is facial expressions. Um, so sometimes like my co-teacher and I will, you know, take our mask and be like, I'm not smiling. You know what I mean? Or this is my serious face or do you need to see a smile? You know, whatever it is. Um, but it would be nice to have, um, like during healthy seasons when less people are sniffly to have our masks off and then put them on. I think masks are going to be here for a while. It just feels like I, you know, when I went to Asia, uh-huh. people wear them and I learned that it's not because they're, f- I think the big misconception is people think they're for your own personal protection. When in reality, it's a courtesy to keep people yeah. protected from you. Yeah. And if like, think that our, our like toxic work culture in this country is like, unless you're, paralyzed or on breathing tubes you go to work and you go you go eat at restaurants and you go shopping and it's Uh, like maybe fine like the middle ground is if you are gonna be sick and doing those things cover up your spit holes yeah um my one of my co-teachers whole family's got sick Uh, with COVID and one of them after day 10 was over it. Like they literally said, like we were over it. We were over quarantining and they went and picked up food. So like they went to a place mask or not, they had COVID they went to a place, picked up food and then left. And like, you don't think about that because you're like, Oh, I'm just, it's just really quick, but like cover it up. (laughs) That's all it takes to spread it. Uh huh. But we've gotten a little off topic. (laughs) Um, But it's hard to like not talk about that in the we're in the throes of it still. Yeah. What else would be some constructive advice on like if I'm trying to teach my daughter something specific? Okay. Like like whether it's like trying to eat a new food or like how to tie your shoes or the difference between right and left. Like, okay. I feel like there's a language barrier sometimes, even though, you know, she understands what I say. Yeah, no, no, no. There's and speak some of it back to me. I don't, I feel like there's a shorthand with kids that I just haven't developed yet. There's definitely a language barrier between kids and adults. I definitely think my teacher friends and I speak kid. I don't know how we just, you know, um, those are the people I'm with the most often. Um, I say, for example, if you're trying to get to a certain goal, start really loosely. So there are these boards called practice boards, but like that you can like for shoe tying, for example. I mean, I'd say they can use Velcro until they're five because you're like your your fine motor skills are not good enough when you're almost three to tie your shoes. They're right. just not. Um, so that's, I guess the next question will be, how do you increase fine motor skills, but continue on? Oh, that's a fun one. That's like my favorite. That's my job. Um, so, okay. So let's say the goal is tying your shoes. So the first thing you do is just have her play with, um, laces for a while, separate from anything else. Just like play with laces, see what she does with laces. See, she might wrap it around her toys. She might wrap it around her fingers. She might, drag like make it into a leash on something or do you know what i mean 
basic, like start as basic as you can. Mm -hmm. And then I would say have a pair of shoes that she can just play with. Or um, the practice board, like I was saying, is kind of like a piece of cardboard that looks like a shoe and you like lace it. It's a practice. It's practice. They have those. Uh-huh. They have those with zippers. They have those with all sorts of things. Um, but before you can get to any of that, you need to increase their fine motor. And like, there are thousands of ways. The sensory table, like I was telling you, those um, puff balls I was telling you about. Um, you would say like, Shiloh, can you find all the orange ones? And so this is a math thing because she's picking something out she's sorting this is a mm-hmm. color recognition which is also important and a fine motor thing so she because you have to use your pincer grip to grab those out right um same thing with like um you can buy buttons in bulk and say can you find all the brown ones find anything where you're picking little things um shaving cream like i was saying spray like spraying that bottle um, you can take, I don't know, most houses don't have butcher paper like we do at school, but you can take. I'm getting like, some because I got a smoker. So what okay. was the thing you're going to say? Okay. The butcher paper. Butcher, <laughs> butcher paper mm-hmm. is great to hang on a wall with spray bottles that have paint watered down. And then she's spraying the paint and it's like Pollock-ish. What uh, kind of paint? Uh, tempera. tempera? Tempera okay. just really watered down. Um, and like you can buy these, I can like send you a bunch of links, but you can buy um, these tweezers. They're giant tweezers that kids. I've seen can, them, yeah, yeah. You can take those and like putting puff balls into water bottles is really good for your fine motor too. Um, just know that like they're not coming out or if they're coming out, you're cutting the bottle. That's fine. Um, and then what else? I mean, paintbrushes, crayons. Don't give her the fat crayons. Give her the skinny crayons. Like the fat crayons are bullshit. I don't know why we give, like, why, why you want? I didn't even know those were a thing still. (laughs) Yeah, no, you want like regular. I only know the fat crayons, the the chocolate ones that they make. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But like even chalk outside. um, This is a super fun one because kids are simple is you can take a water, a bucket of water and a sponge. And I don't know if you have concrete anywhere or what, like whatever you have in the back. And like, they just like paint the sidewalk with water, but it makes a different color than when it's dry. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, paintbrushes with water are amazing. Like on the ground, especially in the summer. Cause it dries pretty quickly. Um, but like stuff like that, they're all using their fine motor skills. Um, bells, you can put teeny tiny like um, jingle bells into another into a tub with buttons and you say just take out the bells or anything where you're sorting or um, I would not suggest tiny Legos for her age. But what Duplo- about Duplos? I would say Duplos are great. Um, those are really good for fine motor as well. Um, I guess I need to work on myself because like anytime there's art or building involved uh with her, uh I end up like getting into it and, and doing something and then she like wants to destroy it or, Oh, you get mad. (laughs) And I'm just like, what? Like, can't you see that I was onto something here? (laughs) 
Okay, so then buy some large marbles, buy matchbox cars. No, I want to, I, I like that. My, we have an outdoor area with chalk, uh-huh. with a lot of concrete, and she's constantly asking me to draw different princesses and different uh-huh. characters. And I would say that's another thing is don't draw for her as much as... I try to get her to do it. Yeah, just show me. Um, Because I like to say things like, um, in my imagination, this is how she looks, but I want to see how she looks in your imagination. Oh, that's a good... You know what I mean? What Uh, are some other ways to trick and coerce my daughter, but make it think it's her idea? um, What are some other sayings like that? Let's see. Uh, You start, I finish... That's a good one. Like if they want help zipping something or I, excuse me, I start, you finish. Okay. Like I'll start the zipper. You finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, this is a silly one, but like, at, especially at school, kids want to do this. Like we call it the first time listeners club. Um, first time listeners club. Like those members are only for kids who listen the first time. So if I have to say something twice, you're not in the first time listeners club. <laughs> kind of a, it's a little mean yeah. um you know what i mean but like put your fucking shoes on the first time i say it um but <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. first time listeners club um i don't know it's funny because um one of my mentors his w- was a man named zach and his wife would always say like i feel like when i come to your school i'm on the moon like you guys talk like you're from outer fucking space and I want you to just talk normal, but the kids all respond to you and understand you. And it's just like I was trained by these teachers right. who taught me to te- to speak to kids in a certain way. And it's not like baby talk or it's like not. no, it's not. It's like it's just a very it's, right. It's just a different language. It is. It's very. Uh, we're very open ended. If a kid is crying, it's you're kind of I kind of am a sportscaster to be honest. Like whoa you were running so fast you ran into that dresser ouch like that really hurt um i'm like most of the time they're they want to hear what you like that is what happened or if a kid is screaming and crying like oh my mom, my mom like you're so mad like you want your mom to come back your mom's not here right now she'll be back after lunch uh-huh. you know what i mean so like you do i do sound fucking crazy like i do sound like i'm talking I don't know nonsense but what you're doing is you're validating uh you're saying what they wish <laughs> kind of crushing them and then you're building them back up you know what I mean you're like yes you're upset ouch like you want your mom with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I miss my mom too. Uh, your mom's not coming back right now. You know, this is like the crush, but you're like, she'll be back after lunch. Do you like noodles? Today we have noodles for lunch. This oh. is also exactly how you deal with a heckler. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have on hand any of your greatest hits from your overheard at nursery school? Oh, okay. So I actually have some. So like my one of my favorites of all time is um, no names, but this. Um, so it's like it, for if you're listening, if you're familiar with like the overheard in LA or overheard in New York or. Overheard and sent <laughs> SF, you know, it's like you get the point. If you're listening up to this point and you're not sure what this is about to be, maybe you need to go back to nursery school. I don't know. <laughs> but these are just quotables from uh, being a nursery school teacher. Yeah. Okay. So my my all time favorite one was this little girl who said, um, my imagination is bothering me. Because to me, <laughs> sounds I mean, like she's having a bad trip. I, I mean, like, yes, but also, isn't that the best description of anxiety you've ever heard? Yes. My imagination is bothering me. Yeah, okay, I get it. But like, also, only at a Jewish school, right? That might be the name of my next album. Yeah, <laughs> my imagination, right? My imagination is bothering me. Yeah. Isn't it so good? It's unbelievable. Um, so here's a good one. She's a poet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this kid said, what does nervous mean? And the teacher said, a little scared and your tummy feels funny. And he said, oh, like I'm kind of nervous of a zombie or a sea snake or my lunch being late when it's taco day. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally relate to that kid. Right. Um, oh, I'm too constipated to paint today. What's a good one. <laughs> That I cannot relate to. Oh, this is so good. Oh, this is one of my... <sighs> this is a little girl who just like, I'll never forget her ever. And she... she so the two and three-year-olds were on the yard together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this doesn't usually happen. And one particularly small in stature, two-year-old walks by. She's petite and has a ponytail streaking straight up on her head. A different child who is three looked at me and said, is she a who? Like she was wondering, like, a who? Like from Whoville. Like from Whoville, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> is she a who? Um, let's see. I mean... Oh, this is a funny one to overhear. Several five-year-olds were playing family. One child said, I'm the mom. Another said, I'm the baby. Another said, I'm the dad. And another child said, I'll be the Uber driver. (laughs) (laughs) Which is definitely... Does does that kid understand the logistics of getting a baby seat into an Uber? (laughs) That's really... Because if so, I'm very impressed. Right? No. Um, let's see. Oh, we asked a kid one time what the best part of, um, parties was. And she said vodka, which was pretty funny. (laughs) A little bit telling. I'm Um, an adult and I don't even believe that that's the truth. Oh, that's definitely what she said. Uh, Oh, no, no. I believe that's what she said. That's not how I feel. So this was, I don't know. This was so innocent, but funny. We went to big bear this weekend, but there were no big bears. (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like very disappointed. I would be too. Oh. Not not as advertised. Yeah, this is a good one. <clears throat> Two and a half child was playing in like the house play area, mm-hmm. you know, like where the little kitchen is, and uh, ding dong! Oh, great! Instacart is here. They brought my teriyaki noodles for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That was pre-pandemic, too. Um, let's see. Oh, this one was really great. I heard a kid say this to another kid. Hey, do you want to smell my rash? <laughs> <laughs> like, kids are just gross, man. Can I and take then- this to a... To a um, I don't mean to bring the, the mood down, but, like, is there anything you ever overhear that's, like, a red flag? Um, you have I've to never, report? no, I've luckily no, but I definitely, so we sometimes, um, go to, um, like for like, uh, Mother's Day and stuff, we'll like interview the kids because their answers are funny. Like, what does your mom do when you're at school? What does your dad do when you're at school? And the answers are really funny. But one time we asked a kid what his mom does when he's at school. And his answer was, she talks to the attorney. So like, <laughs> there's thank God I have never had never had to report anyone. I mean, like, there's definitely sometimes that I think um, some kids left with caregivers for a long times are maybe emotionally neglected. Excuse me. Nobody's ever been um, physically like. There's I've never had to report anything scary. Thank goodness. Yeah, um, emotional neglect, unfortunately, is just sometimes what it's just is like, part of a normal childhood. Yeah, it is. It really um, is. It happens a lot. Um, you hear about, like, I don't know. People have been asking me, and it's so weird that people can't just, like, enjoy and appreciate the moment that I'm, like, having a second child. But people automatically are like... So is this it? Or are you going to have more? I'm like, let's just, what, why are you thinking about the trilogy? Just enjoy that. There's a sequel. Exactly. You know, like hundred percent. I feel like people are, that's how people are kind of always. It's like, you're always like on the next step. Like when, when you're together with someone, when are you getting engaged? When you're engaged, when are you getting married? When you're married, when you're having kids, when you're having kids, when you're having a second one, when are you, yeah. having, you know, it's always what's coming up rather than, how right. How's everything right. And it can be a very insensitive question, especially if you don't know the nature of, of mm-hmm. whether or not it's been easy or hard to get pregnant Fertility, and all that. Yes. It's, and it's, um, don't ask someone that. But I feel like in L.A., having a third kid is a status symbol. It's the equivalent of like driving a Bentley in like <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. It's like, whoa, they have. Whoa, or like yeah. wearing a Rolex <laughs> in Detroit. It's like, and I do have a lot of emotionally deprived third children, right? But it's like, if you have a third and fourth kid in LA, it's like you probably don't even know its name. The nanny does, but you yeah. don't really know like yeah. what their favorite color is for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, like you're like, oh, the older two will raise the third and fourth. It's true. Yeah, where well, aren't you from a big family? family i'm the oldest of four and i did a fair amount of raising raising but my parents you know they were always around they were you know they you know it's a different ecosystem 
here in LA because when parents have that many kids, they aren't around because they are, they need to do their like air quotes, important job or their self-important job uh-huh, that they're uh-huh. more wrapped up in than their kids to be able to afford having those Four kids kids. in LA. Yeah. In Detroit, in in like the suburb of Detroit, it's a little bit different. Yeah, you're right. I was one of three, but my sister is technically my half sister. Um, I don't, my brother's five years younger. I don't think I did a lot of raising. I mean, we spent a lot of time together, but I don't think I raised. Well, when I say raising, I just mean I babysat a a lot, a lot, a lot. And dro- dro- like once I had a license drive to activities. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely took him to school. But when you have half siblings, then you have the whole like, it takes a village type thing because there's two separate families. I mean, involved. yeah, but we moved here. My sister moved here. Like we moved here from New York and my sister moved with us. She didn't stay with her mom. She came mm-hmm. with. Okay. So it was really just... I didn't understand half sisters or any of that until I was older. I was like, I don't understand. Like she's, she lives in my house the whole time. Do you know what I mean? I thought like a half right. sister. You know what I mean? I thought a half sister didn't. You thought it was time, not by Yeah. Art. Like she was only there half of the time. Like, like I thought it was like another name for a stepsister, which I didn't understand. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know. I wasn't smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's normal kid understanding. I didn't really get it either because I have cousins who are half brother and sister. Yeah. And it was explained to me, but I was like, I guess they half look alike. I don't know. Sure, yeah. What, what does half even mean? Right. Yeah, I didn't get it. Um, so I have some wrap up questions that I ask everybody, but most of the people I interview are parents, but I think it can okay. apply to you in, in your field. By the way, um yeah. hope I don't take it to a weird place here, but like are you still with your guy and you guys maybe gonna have kids or something? Yeah, I, I mean, we are still together. He is we have been together for eight months. Which we, by the way, eight pandemic months, which is like four yeah, years in we had our first date was in masks. Um there has been no discussion yet, but he knows that I would rather adopt. Oh, that's uh, great. And is down. A rescue is just as important for children as it is for dogs and cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he <clears throat> knows that that is a thing that I would prefer to do. But like I said, I mean, especially pandemic, but I don't want to have any kids right now. No. So it was not our intention to have a kid during the pandemic, but you got you bored. Take, you, got, <laughs> you can't take blessings for granted. You yeah, know? yeah, sure. Sure. Of course. Especially like I, if I remember from the podcast, it wasn't easy to conceive. No, what? not the first time. The second time around it certainly snuck up on us. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. But um, so what, um, what do you most look forward to in either parenting or just like, Teaching. Taking, teaching children. Okay, so I call this time of year after spring break the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And the sweet spot is when, and like, this is a big deal, when all of your kids sit all through lunch because you have kids strapped into things at home and we do not. We literally mm-hmm. teach kids how to sit at the table. Oh, wow. Um, so but they're they all- those little mini tables and chairs. Yeah, they're really That are so cute. <laughs> I sit on the floor because I like can't get out of the chair anymore. Right. Um, so it's this time of year when they like 
I mean, and like we're allowed to let them, they're allowed to be within three feet of each other now. So they're starting to play more next to each other. So like, this is the time of year where they're, like, their friendships are growing. They're really noticing each other. Um, usually by this time of year, half the class is potty trained, which has happened in my class because otherwise it's like 12 kids in diapers. Um, this is a type of year, the time of year where like it's starting to get warm again. So the kids are just like constantly outside and bubbles. And so like I every year look forward to after spring break. And that doesn't mean that I don't love the beginning of the year, but the beginning of the year is emotional. Like as humans, physiologically when babies cry it's to stress you out and tell you that something is wrong with the baby you know what I mean before there's language so that happens with us too you know that's 12 kids crying for their mom is physically stressful and tiring and um winter break I mean like there's a lot of growth when they come back from that too but it's not the same as now. Like something just clicks now. And that could be because a lot of them are turning, they're towards, they're all two or close to three or whatever it is. But that's like, that's definitely something I look forward to. Um, I also always love, I'm, I do a lot of things at, the, at my school and I also work with teenagers. And my first two-year-old class is in my teen group right now. And that's rad. So like, that's something that's been really cool. That's awesome. Um, what's a lesson you've learned the hard way with kids? Oh, a lesson I've learned the hard way. Um, I mean, I've had kids get like pretty hurt in my class um, before. You know what? Block. You know, unit blocks are just like the yeah, yeah, regular old blocks. Before we now we work the kids work like scheduling blocks, not like literal square pieces of wood no i'm talking about that i'm talking about square pieces of wood wood, okay i'm glad i asked (laughs) me too um before like now the kids wear construction hats i've had kids get really hurt with because i was like yeah sure like the rule used to be you can only build a tower as high as your head and then i was like well let's give them a chair they want to build higher you know what i mean i Uh I kind of pushed it a little and a kid got pretty hurt so now um, we use construction hats and I also hung, um, a really beautiful Mount Sinai painting, um, just like this beautiful painting. And it was actually in a glass frame and fell off and cut one of my kids. And so nothing is glass on my wall anymore. Like, so I've learned those things the hard way. And also the last thing is, um, I had not at the time seen, um, Adam Sandler's um, Eight Crazy Nights since I was a kid and I didn't know that it was like a tiny bit inappropriate and I suggested it to a mom for her fifth grader and she was like that was not fifth grader appropriate so I don't suggest um, I suggest activities to people but I don't ever suggest any media like TV shows or anything because different people I, you know what I mean? Like different thresholds of what's okay, yeah, especially. And like I, I don't know. My parents took me to see Dirty Dancing when I was five. So right, right. <laughs> hey, we suggest you take it during the pandemic with your two-year-olds watch Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And also History of the World. Yeah, watch them all. <laughs> um, <laughs> last question: What unsolicited advice do you have for parents out there? That's a good one. Um. Remember that you're in charge. I think a lot of parents 
say like my kid is in charge so often that their kid is in charge but at the end of the day like some parents are like she didn't want to um I don't know brush her teeth this morning or whatever like you're in charge you're even like you're in charge at the end of the day that's one thing that I would tell parents and also um like I don't know, take in, like, the good times. You know what I mean? Like, the, like, random, like, Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock where you're, like, giggling because one of you, like, stubbed your toe and it was funny or something. Mm-hmm. Just take in, but yeah, unsolicited advice. <laughs> I would never tell, I, I mean, I'd want to tell a lot of the parents this right. at my school, but, like, you're in charge. That's awesome. <laughs> you're in charge. I think sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lauren, this is one of my favorite episodes. Oh, thank this you. This was great. <laughs> and I need to have a side conversation once we finish recording, ask you a couple questions. But um, <laughs> in the meantime, let people know where they can find you. Um, well, uh, you can find me at, at overheard at preschool. You have to put the AT in there. Uh-huh. And also at Lauren Jane 818. Yeah. That's my regular handle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was really, really helpful and informative for me. And I hope it is for everybody listening. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Go to KoiCBD.com. Use my promo code MFers15. Get 15% off. Support the show by supporting our sponsor. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.